With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, You don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And all I got last night was a multitude of, well, if he didn't get hurt, he would have done this or he would have done that. But he did get hurt. The stats, let's try Jeremy once more. Jeremy Brenner, can you hear me? Oh, looks yeah, like Jeremy's got them. Hey. Hey, man. Hello. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just talk. Welcome to the show. Rockets with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, of course. 
Um, so I don't know how much you've caught, but I'm, you know, you and I talked about it earlier today. You caught the tweet that we are talking about on tonight's show, uh, which has given us a lot of, uh, topics to discuss on tonight's show, which is always a lot of fun. Um, so let's throw the tweet out and let's get your immediate response. In your opinion, as a Houston Rocket, is Yao Ming closer to legend status or bum status? Please comment with your reasoning. So your immediate response to the tweet. Because I saw a, it goes back to our last show about Mount Rushmore and some of the responses that I got via Twitter and uh, on the show were that Yao Ming had to be on that Mount Rushmore. And it got me thinking, no, he doesn't. He doesn't belong anywhere near a Mount Rushmore of Houston Rockets. So I threw out the tweet. And again, you would think that I shot some of these people's dogs, which I would never do. Um, but it got very, very personal, very, very quick via some of the responses. And I don't know why, like I continue to go back to the fact that we're because you're the only one that feels that way. That's not that's true. Why. I saw multiple tweets today about Yao being overrated, which he is because that's just how I feel. I, I don't think what did this man do to you, Mike. I just, I was never, I was a, I was never a fan of his, uh, B, why? Because what did he ever accomplish as a rocket? I, you and I have talked about this before. The two most overrated rockets of the last 25 years are Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. We never did we never we I never did anything just, with Yao. Just, what did we ever accomplish outside of the 20 game winning streak? What did we ever accomplish with him? Were his individual numbers good? Yes. Were they great at times? Absolutely. He this is a guy who played seven seasons for the Rockets. Twice full seasons. That's great. Uh, two other times he played 75 plus games. So four out of seven seasons, he played more than 75 games. He made it out of the first round one time. One. And people have the audacity to put him in the same conversation as James Harden? No. Well, by your standards, if we're looking at a like if we're looking at a championship as like the accomplishment then Yao Ming and James Harden are tied in that department. I don't and I'm know not saying, I'm not saying that Yao Ming is better than, than James Harden because he's not, but I just, I just don't really understand the whole like Yao hate train. It, that's how it comes across, Mike. That's, that's, I, I know, I don't think you hate him, but you're not like, you're no, not I don't. saying that, like, you're not like, you're acting like he was nothing. And by throwing the word bum out there, it, of course it's going to cause a stir because he's nowhere near a bum. Like, like uh, to the only, I didn't call him a bum. I called him in, I called him a bum in one tweet last night and Why? I cleaned it. I cleaned it up today because he's not a bum. That's not the question. I'm not calling him a bum. My question is, which is he closer to? bum status or legend status that's not me calling him a bum the man i'll say this the man did not go a single season in the nba without making the all-star team i don't think that's uh i don't think that's anywhere close to a bum if anything i name one player who made the all-star team in every year in their career i mean it's a seven it's a seven year career more than half of those were hampered by injuries and we all know the All-Star game at that time was a popularity contest. And the fact is, is that he was the face of basketball in China. 
And those votes skewed a lot because of that factor. And the thing that most people, and that's, again, that's what I tried to reiterate last night, is that I'm not calling him a bum. But the fact is, to me, he's not a legend. He's not anywhere close to a Rockets legend. So in my eyes, he's closer to bum than he is to a legend. I mean, let's let's look at it from this perspective, oh, right? Okay. If you if you look at the story of the Rockets from the very beginning uh, to now, so it started off like Elvin Hayes. We're talking. We're talking Rudy T. Then it goes mm-hmm. to the late set, the Calvin Murphy years, and then you go into the the eighties when it's Hakeem's team, and then Hakeem rolls us into the nineties. After Hakeem leaves, then it's Yao's era. And a lot of fans that we have currently grew up on the Yao era, myself included. So I think another thing too, the the reason why people are are so vehemently against what you're saying is because like Yao was our guy growing up. And I think I think when you look at uh like your your favorite player as a kid. I think that means more than your favorite player as an adult. There's just something about it. Mm-hmm. And Yao Ming was my favorite player as a kid. So it's like I see him as a legend because he he's how I learned how to play basketball. He's my gateway to the game. I have a podcast now after I I mm-hmm. build half of my career is built off of basketball. I mean, so so that's he's a huge legend for that, if anything at all. Not to mention he was very good on the court, and the fact is, he was still very good on the court despite being injured. If he was not injured as often as he was, who knows what he could have done? And I think the reason why Yao's kind of come back to the forefront of the conversation is because. Victor Wimbanyama is the closest thing we've seen to Yao since Yao, I'd say, in terms of just freakish athlete size galore that could be a real force in the league if things go right. And I think with Yao, I think things didn't go as right as they could have. And I think if they did, he would be a lot closer to your legend idea than than he than he was so there's a See, lot of different the angles a lot of different angles we could take this conversation into and that's why it's fun and that's why i made it abundantly clear last night when people want to make it personal between me and you or like what this is sports like we're talking sports right it's what we're doing and everything that you just said 100 justifiable right I, and it's People who grew up loving Yao Ming, that's great. That's awesome. That's fantastic. The way I look at it... Uh, uh, something. There's something here, Mike. There's something here. What is I'm it? No. A little confused. We're going to get to the bottom of it by the end of the show, I bet. Well, no, it's, it's, it's very, very simple, right? He and Tracy McGrady deeply disappointed Rockets fans and the organization with the output of success that they had when those guys were a part of the organization. That's where it's, it starts and stops. And the there was a tweet that I saw that someone said that 
Yao Ming or Victor Wenbanyama is not going to be better than Yao Ming. And I was like, okay, that's not happening. Like Victor Wenbanyama is going to be a legit top tier NBA player, which I will full on admit Yao was at certain points in his career. There's no doubt about that. But people in today's day and age have a very different level of what it takes to be a quote unquote legend. Legend is reserved for guys, the way I see it, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, Magic Johnson, guys like that. Yao Ming does not belong in that conversation. If we're going to talk about tiers of legends or superstars, he's about a fourth or fifth tier type of guy to me, of all-time basketball players. That's not a legend to me. That's a very good player, but not a legend. There's, but everyone knows the Basketball Hall of Fame is so widely fame. known as le- the, the level of being able to get into that Hall of Fame is so much lower than it is compared to the other major sports. See, that's not, that's not fair. That's not but fair it's true. Me. I don't think that's fair to Yao. I don't think that's fair to, <coughs> Excuse oh, me. to Tracy McGrady be in the Hall of Fame. Tracy will be in the, in the Hall of Fame, absolutely. He is in the Hall of no, Fame. No, right. He's a Hall of Famer. But, <coughs> excuse me. He is. like No, that's what I'm saying. Is that, there. yes. He's been there for a few years. He's a Hall of Fame. They're both Hall of Fame level players. May not be fair to them, but it is true. It's a lot easier to get into. So why does there need to be a level beyond that? It's just the way I feel. Because Hall of Fame does not equate to legend to me. I just, I have a different interpretation of it. To me, that that's it. Like, you can't get better than the Hall of Fame. When you make the Hall of Fame, you make the Hall of Fame. There's no Hall of Fame 2 that you get into. No, I, I mean, you, th- that's fine. We just we have a difference in me. It looks like, you know, every single other person. That's fine. That's great. That's what we're here to do. Spark debate and conversation. And it's not shocking that every single person who disagreed with that post last night, we told, join the show today. It's been widely publicized. And not one of these keyboard warriors want to join the show and have an actual debate conversation about the topic they want to they well, we did come we did come a little last minute but well no but they've known about it the entire day and i told them I we're think, doing a but show I also today think a lot of people i think a lot of people have uh you know a couple maybe they have higher things in their priority list maybe we'll see some in the second half of the show but um maybe sure. they have other priorities I hope we do. to do on a sunday night in july absolutely these people have fan but that's the tonight. point well, that's true. But you bring up the, the point of just because you go to the Hall of Fame, I don't equate. And legend is interpretation, right? It's a, I would consider Calvin Murphy a Rockets legend, would you? Yeah. Okay, so he never won a title. He was the leader of our team. Yeah. He was the leader of our team for a distinct era. Exactly. Okay, so I, I would consider that as a, quote-unquote, factor to being a legend within the Rockets organization. Yao was not, Yao was so not the unequivocal why was Yao, leader why does, of that team. Why, so, like, what I just said doesn't apply to Yao? What? He was a leader during a dynamic era of the Rockets. No, but Murphy's teams had a lot more success than Yao's teams did. Yao's so team Murphy's literally... Teams also played in, Murphy's teams also played in a league that didn't have as many teams at the time. They, you know, like 
there wasn't as much competition as there was in the NBA. We can talk about that 2000s Western Conference and the gauntlet that the Rockets had to go through to get out of those playoffs. And they nearly did it every year. It's not like they folded any of those years. They either went deep into a series and they lost to either, what was it, the Lake Kobe's Lakers with Shaq or Dirk and his Mavericks that went to a finals. Uh, the Spurs were there. The Suns were there. Like, the Western Conference was a gauntlet. There was a year within the 2000s, I want to say it was closer to the end, but it was like 50 wins wasn't a guarantee to get you into the playoffs. Like, the West would beat up on each other, and it really honestly came down to matchups at the end. And I think we can look back on this 07, 08 team, you know, the Utah Jazz, another team that brought on a lot of success as well. So we can look back on those teams and, you know, they were a game or two short. But, like, Mike, if if you say one of those two games goes the Rockets' way and they win those series, like, does your opinion change? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, to me, it doesn't. Um, maybe they, maybe Yao would be number two if, if he got to the same place as James Harden did. I don't know, but I think, I think that you are underestimating the, the level of talent that Yao Ming and Trace McGrady had to face during their height as a, as a team in those mid 2000s. No, I, I, I take that into account. I absolutely do. But I also look at it as they're not going to get a break for that. Like they're, they're not going to be given just like James Harden. It all comes down to, he couldn't get the job done period. End of story. I look at, so same thing with James Harden, same thing with Yao Ming, but Harden got the Rockets so much closer to that goal than Yao did. Yao never made it to a conference finals. Now, the, it's a huge difference, and and I acknowledge this. If he if, Yao Ming was one one game away from a conference finals, Mike, one game away, lost Hart- to Kobe, lost to Kobe and the Lakers, who ended up winning the championship that year. Rest in peace, Are we Kobe. Really going to take one game? But Harden, out, Harden out did of it. Context and that team, that team, that O nine team. I'm pretty sure, like at least T Mac was out. Yao wasn't he? Didn't get injured midway through that series, like. They went, they went to he Game did. 7 against the defending West champs, the Lakers, the team that ultimately ended up going to the finals that year. And they did it without their arguably their two best players. I get it. And that, but here's what I'm saying. I acknowledge the injury aspect of it. But you also can't they, – they didn't get it done, period. Like, that, to me – that's where it starts and stops. I acknowledge the injury part. Okay, let's move on from that, right? Everybody wants to talk about Yao and his global impact that he had on the game. That means, as a fan, that means nothing to me. Like, I don't understand why people See, look at that and care about that. Why do I, why should I, not only me, right, Jeremy? Fan A, if I go to, if I talk to that fan about Yao Ming's global impact on the game, my first question would be, but what did he do for my team? That's all I care about. It's 100% selfish. That's, That's why, selfish. But why else do you watch sports? That's the only reason why sports exists, ultimately, is because their number one goal is win the championship. If you don't, 
then what are we doing here? This is not a charity. This isn't a, a you know, a maybe celebrating the fact that players are, you know, put their bodies on the line and they, they go through all of these trials and tribulations to try to do superhuman like things. That's, that's a totally other perspective about sports that I, I don't know if you've really considered Mike, like that's, that's, a I don't huge... care. Yeah. I don't care about that side of it. That's the thing. That's the difference. I don't care. But, but to say, but to say other people, shouldn't care about that isn't fair to other people is what I'm saying. Well, I'm not saying that they shouldn't care about it. I'm saying that when you're talking about legacy, it doesn't matter. The, the, the way I see it, it's when you talk about another thing too. So like sure. another thing too is like, I think we underestimate China and, and how big China is and how, how much the Rockets grew as an organization because Yao Ming played for them. And how much of an impact that has had globally on the game, because he was one of the first, you know, he was one of the first, uh, including Akeem Olajuwon, but one of the first foreign players to be taken early in the draft and excel. And that has opened the gates for so many other players. You look at the league today, and the last three MVPs have been foreign. Like the game, and the game is so much better for it too, because we're not just getting the best players out of the United States, but the whole world. And that is what makes the game so much harder now. And it's what makes it better because you, there's no doubt that the best of the best of the best of the best are coming to play in the NBA. And they're competing against each other night in, night out. And you look, Yao could have stayed in his career. Like, Yao could have stayed in China, played for the Shanghai Sharks his whole career, stayed in, at home where he was beloved by the whole country, and won 10 championships if he wanted to. No, but he decided to come to the NBA because he was one of the best of the best of the best of the best. And he well, China, proved China that. ruined his career. Nineteen and nine. China ruined his career, career is pretty good. Yeah. China ruined his career. The fact that they Ooh, made China ruined his career. The fact that they made him a part of his contract was he had to play year round in the FIBA tournaments. Like that was part of his contract. Was not only did he play for the Rockets, they allowed him to come over here as long as he would represent China in all of those big tournaments. That's why his injuries piled up like they did. I wouldn't say I, – I don't think that's fair, Mike. I, I really don't think that's fair because – What's not fair Mike, about it? Because NBA – like, we also have to take into account Yao Ming is a seven-foot, six-inch man. And that's what I'm saying. That's my then, point. So that is – like, exactly. So his body is different. And we're also talking 20 years ago where we weren't in the age of let's let's preserve our bodies, let's rest our bodies – not only that, sure. but like even even playing just the NBA schedule, the 82 game NBA schedule is a huge athletic feat. And let alone for a man who was seven foot six and just would naturally like when you're seven foot six and you're running up and down a court for 35 minutes a night or whatever what he was doing, mm-hmm. that's obviously gonna catch up to you. And it caught up to Absolutely. Him. 
It caught up yeah, to him. That's, so, that's so what that's, I'm saying. China is to blame for that part of that aspect. No, it's not China to blame for that, Mike. Absolutely, it absolutely is. immediately point that to China. You can say, but like, why can't you just point to the Rockets and say, like, Rockets, why do you why do you play in the 82-game NBA schedule? You can say, oh, NBA, why are you forcing these players to play 82 games a year? Like, do you really need to play 82 games a year? These people are going to get hurt. Besides the point, they're Yao both knew at what fault. He was they're both at for. fault. He knew what he was signing up for, and because okay. he was in China, yes, he did have that obligation to be an ambassador for his people. In the year of the Yao documentary, which if you haven't seen, I believe it's on YouTube. Very good. It was back in the day. I hope it's still there because it's an incredibly well done film, and it chronicles Yao's rookie season, where he talks about going like being the face of China and going to the NBA and the amount of pressure that he faced. And mm-hmm. that's the thing, Mike, is is we have to put ourselves into Yao Ming's shoes when thinking about his career and thinking about what he did. And I think for who he was, the hand he was dealt, being this superhuman seven foot six, being the face of Chinese basketball, who still is, by the way, he still is two decades later, the face mm-hmm. of Chinese basketball. I don't know if he could have done much better than what he did, given the hand that he got. Had the hand, maybe some luck, things go a different way. Maybe T-Max stays healthy for that 0-9 run. Maybe the Rockets go further. Maybe he stays healthy one year or another. It's like there's so many what ifs to the scenario and ultimately he got a couple bad breaks, but given his full makeup and resume overall, Yao Ming is one of the greatest basketball players to have ever played the game and to have ever lived. See, first of all, let me make this abundantly clear. I respect the hell out of that opinion from you. I simply disagree. That's all. I'm not saying that. But why? Why do you like? I've, I've like, pointed it out multiple times. I feel like not to you. I feel like your reasoning is, is, is a little unfair. Okay. That's not, that's no problem at all. So you ask because, me why. Like, you ask me why. His impact off the court, well documented, well respected by everybody, I would say, including myself, about his global impact on the game. No problem. Respect it. Love it. Okay. I look at it from the perspective of everything that everybody has talked about. The off the court, respected, simply does not matter to me as a fan. That 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 part of it. Okay, so let me okay. let let me let's let's go this way. Sure. Let, let's base it off of this. Mm-hmm. What is Yao missing in order to be a legend in your eyes? Team success. So we're talking one one loss in the 09 conference finals. We're talking one loss in a series, so three or four games. He's made it out of the first round. He's made it out of the first round once in eight years. So yeah, but you look saying, at it from one. So so look, I look at it. They as went a whole. to game seven at least twice, and they lost in game seven. Yes, but so we're saying okay. By losing by three basketball games, are going to define his whole career. That's well, what's no, not fair I'm not, about what. No, I'm saying. I'm saying that. I'm saying, okay, but that's part of it. Number one. We number two, not it's not it's longevity. The a guy full the guy, career off of two or three games in a team sport. So he played in 75 plus games. 
four years of the seven. The other three, 57 games, 48 games, 55 games. The longevity for me is big. Like guys like Calvin Murphy spent their entire career as a Houston Rocket. Rudy Tomjanovich, same thing. Now, James Harden is different because he's spending a part of his career with multiple teams. I acknowledge that, but he has the stats himself and team success reached multiple Western Conference Finals, which Yao never did. And the numbers that he put up were earth-shattering. Nobody has done what James Harden did. Yao, very good numbers, never averaged more than 25 points a game. And by the way, the year that he averaged 25 points, he only appeared in 48 games. His numbers do not back up the, oh my God, he's a legend status in my mind. The way I look at a legend in the Rockets organization, they don't back, they're, they're not there for me. Very good player, great player, no. So that's m- my reasoning as to, and by the way, now he barely has any impact on the Rockets organization. He, he's got. No, he does. What does he do he with does the, What does he do with the Rockets organization he, currently? He, his impact. He he's the reason why the Rockets are still popular in China. But I'm talking about currently within the organization. Exactly. Calvin Murphy's still a part he, of the organization. Mario Welly's still a part of the organization. Oh my God, Mike. What is Yao doing for the organization currently? He has built their brand globally. Okay. He's built their brand globally forever. He is forever okay. part of the Rockets' legacy. You see it in the rafters every time you go to Toyota Center, those that 11 in, in the rafters. China, China, and NBA, China and the NBA have a partnership now because of Yao Ming. Like that, that didn't exist for Yao Ming. He's grown the game globally. And what in the impact he's had on, on Chinese Americans, Asian Americans, just it's, it's tremendous. And that shouldn't be something that we just, forget about when when having this discussion i don't think okay then i'm not and again i will preface this that i'm talking about strictly as a basketball player off the court yeah and strictly as a basketball player he led the rockets as far as he could and i'm not and i'm not saying that he like i'm not saying that those teams weren't disappointing because yes they they didn't get as far as they could have gone. But to say that that's just, like, how it is? So, like, that's the thing. Is, well, that's how is it is the ultimate goal is a championship, If the ultimate goal is a championship, then you can't put James Harden on there. Like, you have to put... No, the old, James Harden and Yao Ming are the same in my eyes. If that's all we're looking at is championships, James Harden's in the same book as Yao... As Calvin Murphy, as Rudy T, as all of them. T Mac as well. Well, Rudy's got, Rudy's got two titles. Um, well, yes, as a coach, but as well, a but player, thing- we're talking as a player. And but the thing is, it shouldn't be like that. It, we should not look at rings. It's the ring culture. It's ring culture, and ring culture has been very bad for basketball because it has diminished the accomplishments of players like Yao Ming and to say they're less than because 
their luck couldn't get them to a championship. Let's be real. Steph Curry wouldn't have a championship, wouldn't have all those championships without Clay Thompson. The luck that it takes to get Steph and Clay together is absolutely nothing to do with Steph Curry on the basketball court. But because he was able to get the right guys around him, that's what's led to his success. Same with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wouldn't have been as successful as he was if the Bulls didn't trade for Scottie Pippen. They didn't make all those moves if the, you know, if the Rockets, you know, all of that, like there were so many, if the Rockets didn't meet them in the finals, like there's so many different, you know, layers behind this. Giannis doesn't win the championship without Chris Middleton. I I could go on and on and on, Uh, you know, so it's every team has luck. And just but I'm not. Because, I'm not. I'm not grading it by titles. I'm not doing that. I'm grading it by impact. You're grading on, it by playoff success, though. That's what. Yeah. You see what I'm it, saying? So, but so, yeah, I, I. I get it. So get there's it. such a huge deal as to making the conference finals over the finals. Like that's a huge. That's a, if that's a huge deal to you, and if one game, one game, 2009, game seven, second round, if that is going to change your opinion between Yao being this legend and him not? No, it, it wouldn't. Rethink, maybe you should rethink what your definition is of legends and and not legends. Well, no, and, and you're one of the people that when you say something like that, I take that to heart and I respect your opinion to the nth degree. It's not going to. Like that's the way I'm wired. And it's not just if he were to have won that one game and made it to one conference finals, it's not that whatsoever. It's so what if he made it to one NBA finals? The conversation changes. It definitely it, it changes. So five games. Five games. But you look Mike. at it from five games, but it's okay. What did he do? It's five wins. But hold on. How five did, wins. Okay. How did he look in the in the conference finals? Did they win the NBA finals? Like that's not a fair question. I'm telling you it changes. Does it change for the better? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, he takes the team farther. But I, I've said it, it that my opinion on off the court impact will never change. Sorry, I, it's just the way that I am. And I'm not going to shy away from it. So, but we're back to this point where what is it going to take for him to be a legend in your eyes? And you say it's not titles, so it's success. And if the conference finals is really your measurement, that's one game. It's bare minimum. Well, one it's, game, it's okay. Mike. So one game, but it's, but it's, you say it's one game, but it's so much more than that. Like that's the difference of what so, we're so talking about right now. So then maybe I'm right not now. fully understanding because what you're telling me, the way that I'm hearing it, the way that I'm processing it, is that if Yao Ming had made it to a conference finals, he would look different in your eyes. So you're saying that one game in 2009, had it gone the other way, totally changes your opinion. It doesn't totally change it. It changes it. It's a different dynamic because if they make it to that next round, what happens in that next round? Does he get hurt? In well, game they would have played Carmelo even... Anthony and the Nuggets. So you know how that would have ended up. Okay. So, but my thing is you, you're opening up a different can of worms. Does he make it to the, do they win that one game you're talking about? Does he get hurt in game one in the Western Conference Finals and he doesn't even play? Well, then it barely changes the conversation. Do they win that and go to the NBA Finals? That changes. I'm saying that you and I grew up in different eras of Rockets basketball. You've said it. Yao is your favorite player, correct? He was my favorite player as a kid, yes. Okay. Mine was Hakeem Olajuwon. It's just different, right? That's totally fine. 
Yao, very good player. He just doesn't do it for me. Like, to me, that is one of the most de- – not de- depressing is not the right word. Disappointing eras of Rockets basketball in my 31 years on this planet was Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming's Rockets. That's where a lot of this – it's not anger. It's just my opinion of he doesn't belong in the upper enchilant of – Rockets all-time players. I think when we did our top, what did we do? The top 50 players, right? I put him, we had him in the top 10. I think I put him at nine. That's where he belongs. Nine to nine to 11, maybe as high as seven. I want to see where I put him. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely go back and look at that. That would be a... Let me, uh, let me pull it up. Let me see if I have it. Yeah, my top okay. 50 Rockets. Yao, for me, was number three. Yeah, I... You know, behind you put him behind what? Uh, so uh, yeah, it, my Harden my Rockets, and... my Mount Rockets, my Mount Rockets Rushmore is Hakeem mm-hmm. Harden, Yao, Calvin Murphy, and I think that's most. I can't people's. argue. Yeah, I, I it's it's most people's. I would disagree. It, you can't put Yao ahead of Rudy in my eyes. You just can't. That's where I differ from a as lot a of player people. as a player or as a coach. Yes, as Rudy Tomjanovich. Because there's no differentiator to me. It's Rudy Tomjanovich. Because he played, he was a Rocket, put up great numbers when he was a Rocket, and coached to their only two championships. He belongs on that Mount Rushmore. Leaving him off is blasphemous in my eyes. Uh, I I mean, I don't want to get into that argument. I, I just feel like... I feel like Yao's numbers were better, and I feel like Yao did more for, like, at the center position than than Rudy did as a forward. But that's besides the point. Well, no, but yeah, but you got to look at it from was he a I'm better not, player I'm not than say Rudy? Rudy T. I'm not going to say Rudy T. is a better player than than Yao because he made the 1980 finals when the team was like barely 500. Well, I'm not going to say that. No, Yao was a better basketball player than Rudy Tomjanovich, 100. percent But Rudy coached to two championships. Well, I'll say so, that. Well, in, in that in that regard, in that regard, if we're going into that and we're looking at um if we're looking at the roles that Calvin Murphy and Rudy T had off the court, then yeah, they'd probably go up there. Yeah, and, and that's instead of that's yeah. the way see we're we're in the vicinity of a, a similar type of opinion on a lot of these things. You and I will never agree on Yao. People on the Dream Take Twitter and I will never agree on Yao, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No one is wrong. There's not a wrong opinion in sports most of the time. This is a debate, right? And I have a Yao Ming jersey. I have multiple Yao Ming basketball cards. I loved Yao Ming as a player. I just wished for more. He left me wanting more year after year after year. Yeah, I could say the same about James Harden. That's fair. That's that's totally fair. But the numbers that Harden put up. Tracy McGrady. I could say the same about Hakeem. I could say the same about Hakeem as well. If you say Luis Scola next, you and I are going to have a real problem. Well, no. Luis Scola did everything definitely possible. (laughs) Facts. Thanks. Yeah. You know what? No matter what, we're ending the show tonight on the same page. You know what? Louis Scola may belong on a Mount Rushmore. Definitely in terms of the top four Argentinian Rockets players for sure. 
Oh, good call by you. Uh, God, we've gone for 42 yeah. minutes. This is great. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap the show up? I think it's important to note that debates on Twitter are, in my opinion, counterproductive because you can only get thoughts off in 200 and something characters. And Couldn't agree more. And the context of what people say, um, it, it doesn't, like, it doesn't add up. So if someone is tweeting something from the Dream Take account, 99% of the time it's Mike. And if it's a take is blasphemous, as Yao Ming is closer to a bum than a legend, it's definitely Mike. <laughs> it's not me. Is that, okay. That's where you, that's where you want to end it. Got it. I just wanted to get that point across. That oh, was it, not me tweeting. No, it was it's not a, me. If you hadn't figured it out by now. <laughs> yeah, no. And anybody who listens to the show knows that was me. And I put, I'm, there's a reason why I'm not taking that tweet down because it was a great time. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed talking with Rockets fans that we have not talked with before. And it was an interesting debate. I had a great time. I, Another hmm? thing, too. Yes. Another thing, too, though. Debates like this, where we're talking it out, we can you can understand the context of my voice. I have longer time to express what I'm feeling and saying for you. Those, in my opinion, are the more productive conversations. I feel like we got a lot further on this mm-hmm. podcast than we did on Twitter last night or the night before or however many nights before. That's that's how I feel oh, about it. I'm the kind of person that I'd much rather call you up than text. And hearing and listening to people is is what's most important, is actually mm-hmm. listening, taking it in, and then being able to, you know, provide your rebuttal. Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think the, I want to continue that. You know, if I can come up with more takes like this one i will do it 10 times out of 10 it sparks debate it sparks a great back and forth that you and i have developed you know that that hasn't always been there probably two years ago you and i would i think it's fair to say we could have shouted at each other once or twice is that fair to say on this topic alone Mm. honestly out of all the topics that we have discussed this is probably the one we disagree the most on oh really I believe so. That's fair. I mean, and you know what? It was cordial. Even more than KPJ in his point guard debate. That's scary. That's scary. That's a scary. No, I really, I really do, Mike. Like, I, I have not disagreed with something more than your Yao Ming take. Okay, that's great. And we were friends before the show. We're going to be friends after the show. I hope. So, amen, my man. Uh, this has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening uh, to the show tonight. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're on Twitter, make sure to check out The Dream Take at The Dream Take. You can follow the mothership of The Dream Take, The Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. And you can follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown at BSW Podcast underscore MB. If you are on Facebook, search The Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com on any day that ends in Y to check out all of the articles being written by our immensely talented staff. Jeremy, you're going to be hosting a uh, solo show this Thursday. Is that right? 
sometime this week, yes. But can we also acknowledge how smooth that was? Uh, it was pretty. When I tossed it back to you. you. And I picked it up and ran with it for that was really cute. Yeah, I think we but, yeah. I think we need to do that from now on. I actually fairly I, think, I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed I think, that. I think we just made a new tradition. Exactly. Oh man. Until Jeremy Brenner has you guys this week on Spotify Live. Go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.